Welcome to UMCG Research Talk, the podcast where we talk about research news and important themes in the research landscape. In this episode, we discuss a study about medication adherence. My name is Larissa van der Waal. And my name is Laura Bodewis. And with us today are researchers Job van Boven and Dan Tau, both members of the Expertise Center for Medication Adherence in the UMCG. Can you tell me something about what is medication adherence? Yes, I can. Uh, medication adherence is basically uh, following the uh, the agreed uh, prescription uh, for medicine as, as by a healthcare provider. So, as a patient, how you uh, how to follow how 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 optimal are you following your uh, your prescription? And I think this is something that's quite difficult for patients that doesn't always go right. You know, you're, you're totally correct. Uh, I think around the WHO estimates that around half of our patients globally uh, have difficulties taking their medicines uh, regularly or correctly. So this is a big issue. Why is it important to also do research on this field? Basically, that's because of the impact of non-adherence. So uh, medicines are meant to make you better and, and uh, improve health. So if you're not taking your medicine, the drug's not working. And it's not only not working, it probably uh, puts a patient at risk for, for example, hospital admissions. And this is then also associated with economic burden to society. So, um, so to primarily we try to uh, enhance adherence in order to optimize clinical and economic outcomes. And uh, today we discuss a study about tuberculosis um, that you did. Um, what was the aim of that uh, current study? Yes, the, the aim in, in, uh, for this study was to uh, help our patients with tuberculosis that we're treating here at the UMCG to adhere better to their medication using a digital technology because currently the, the standard of care for, for tuberculosis, which of course is an infectious disease uh, with high risk of spreading and causing public health problems and, and resistance to, uh, to the drugs that we prescribe, it's... Um, the traditional model is basically DOT, so directly observed therapy. And this is basically someone watching over your shoulder to confirm that you're taking your medicine, which is, of course, in these times, especially, it sounds to us very paternalistic, um, but also it's a, it's a burden uh, for the, that, that person and for, for, for societies that have to pay probably for this DOT system. And we think in this era of digital technologies, this should be easier uh, and more cost effective using digital technologies. But yeah, we don't know if they're working, so we need to do a study. Because yeah, also with tuberculosis, you need to take medication for quite a long time as well. Yes, these are quite heavy antibiotics, uh, taking up to six to, to nine months. Uh, and yeah, this can be uh, a challenge for many patients. Uh, so not only having the risk, if they're not taking it for having themselves developing, uh, they can die if, if they don't take it and the, the infection is not controlled. If they're taking it less than needed, there's, there's a possibility of building up resistance to this antibiotic that we're well aware of. And they need even heavier and, and more costly uh, antibiotics to, to treat these so-called drug-resistant uh, tuberculosis. And why did you do it in tuberculosis patients? Especially because of these, these particular risks that, that these have. So the, it's not only the risk for the patient here, but also the risk for, for society and for, for, for global infectious disease control that we think we can do much better. And we thought the DOT system is, is mostly applied in this population and, and not in other uh, chronic diseases, which we think yeah, it's not, we can do better using digital health. 
And what did you do in the study exactly? In this study, we provided uh, 10 patients in our own TB clinic um, in a collaboration with, uh, with the TB uh, physician, uh, Ono Ackerman, and, and our uh, laboratory here of the clinical pharmacy and pharmacology. We uh, applied a digital pill bottle that was connected with an app on patients' smartphone. And the digital pill bottle and the app could remind the patient when to take the drug. And uh, so we didn't need a nurse to do this DOT. So we had the patient was fully uh, self-managing him or herself. And we think this uh, yeah, gives them more confidence in, in, yeah, in, 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 in taking the medicines when they have the phone reminding them if they don't take it. And on a distance, we still had the option to monitor when the patient was opening this pill bottle and dispensing the drug. But still, this we didn't know if this would then also guarantee if they take out the pill that is actually swallowed. And therefore, we took at the random moments a saliva sample. And, and uh, Dan can probably tell more about why and how this works, the saliva sampling. Uh, yes, Job, uh, thank you. Uh, indeed, we uh, took uh, saliva samples. And the first question, of course, is does the drug enter from your bloodstream when you've taken the drug? It usually gets into the bloodstream. Does it also get into the saliva? And that's not the case for every drug. So first you have to study whether a drug enters the saliva or not. Some drugs do, some TB drugs, other TB drugs don't. So we focused on those TB drugs that enter the saliva. And of course, uh, when you swallow, when you take a pill uh, the, and, and you put it in your mouth, you will always find a drug in your saliva. So you have to wait until the drug is swallowed, and wait a few hours. Uh, you have to rinse your mouth and wait until the drug goes up from the bloodstream into the saliva. And saliva also is a very non-invasive uh, technique. Uh, at this moment, we usually use blood samples to demonstrate if the amount of drug in the blood is correct to treat uh, tuberculosis and to adjust the dose upon uh, blood concentrations. But saliva is much less invasive. People can collect it when they want, and then we can act upon a saliva uh, concentration level measurement. And uh, what were the results of the study? What did you see? We found uh, the drug back in the saliva, and you can relate the uh, efficacy based on saliva levels. And interestingly, in this study, we also had the digital data. So yeah. we had two patients showing no concentration of this drug rifampicin in the saliva. So we uh, normally you would then think, okay, the dose is maybe too low, so we will increase the dose. But now we could see in the digital data from that smart pill bottle that the patient had actually not taken this drug so it was a it worked basically in tandem so the, the saliva sampling could inform could validate the digital data and vice versa and in this way we yeah we can better uh, monitor and optimize the dosing for the individual patient because we noticed the patients liked it they appreciate this system of, of, of digital reminders and digital monitoring 
uh, although some technical issues, and it was part of the study also to look into the technical use, the technical aspects and the usability of this pill bottle and the patient preferences here. Um, that was mainly good, but some technical optimizations have to be made to the pill bottle, and therefore we are setting up a new a follow-up study because it worked very well in adherence. So 99% of the pills were dispensed perfectly, and and patient could take them. Um, but yeah, a few technical hiccups we need to uh, to fix. So what would you say is the main conclusion of this study? Yeah, the main conclusion is that digital uh, adherence technologies can uh, help patients in better self-manage themselves in taking their medicines, resulting in, in high rates of medication adherence. Uh, the digital data is being validated with saliva sampling, so dispensing out of that smart pill bottle was confirmed by an actual drug concentration detected. And vice versa, we could see for the saliva uh, concentrations that were not that could not be detected, we could uh, see that the digital data would give added value to those patients to, to better inform their, their drug dosing. So for future stu studies, you would always uh, actually uh, combine these two techniques together to validate each other? Definitely for validation, and, and our uh, future uh, study is also, this was a single arm study, so we only gave 10 patients the technology with the saliva sampling. But the next question is, of course, how would it uh, compare if we directly compare it to the usual care? So we give one group of patients the, the traditional directly observed therapy without the digital bottle and maybe only with sampling. Um, so we, we are planning a, a randomized controlled trial um, to test actually the superiority um, of the digital strategy versus the traditional strategy. But, but I, th I think also on the saliva, uh, we need some innovations. Can you tell me a bit more? <laughs> yes, we, we are working on the, uh, on the saliva essay and uh, to, to tell a little bit about the history, th there, there are small UV spectrophotometers which are portable, which are battery operated, which are, have a high sensitivity and we use this uh, spectrophotometer in this uh, particular uh, trial. And we also aim at uh, using these portable spectrophotometers in real practice when you do drug monitoring, drug adherence monitoring uh, in the field, in the low and middle income countries, because these uh, spectrophotometers are rather cheap. Uh, they are battery operated, as I said, so you do not need to have uh, electrical power uh, at hand. And you can check immediately uh, when you are treating your patients if the right amount of drug is entering in the body, because everybody has different pharmacokinetics, so different clearance of drugs, different volume of distribution. And you can also immediately adjust the dose based on the measurement in the saliva. So we, we, we have a long way to go, but there are many opportunities and many cooperations already going on, especially with our colleague uh, Jan-Willem Alphenay in Australia. 
in uh, validating and, and de developing and validating these methods uh, for uh, the, the, the daily practice. I think that's super important because we in the Netherlands are treating just a fraction of the TB patients in the world and the large majority is in, in lower middle income countries in Africa, Asia, South America with a high burden of TB and low resources. So we have to make sure the technologies we're developing are cost-effective and feasible to use in those settings, uh, particularly. I think a very clear story. Interesting to see that the study here performed locally at the UMCG can have uh, such a big impact uh, globally. Thank you for telling us more about this study. We are coming to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. And are you curious about our next episode? Keep an eye on umcgresearch.com and also our social media channels.